0: Hello, welcome. You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a bite-sized parenting podcast, a place you can find advice, understanding and support as you care for your small humans. I'm Siobhan Hunt. Miscarriage is devastating for all involved. Now new research has found that dads are being overlooked when it comes to support, care and understanding after miscarriage. Dr. Jade Bellardi is from the Melbourne Sexual Health Centre and she was a lead researcher on the study. Hi, Jade. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. How common is miscarriage in Australia? Um, so we don't have exact
1: numbers um, because women often don't realise that they're actually uh, pregnant. Um, a lot of the time they often presume that maybe it's just a late like, miscarriage but it's estimated... Uh, sorry, a late period. But it's estimated that approximately one in four confirmed pregnancies ends in miscarriage, and so in Australia, this equates to around 285 miscarriages a day, which affects wow. around 104,000
0: couples a year. And typically, people haven't spoken much about miscarriage. It's been one of those things that people say don't just don't talk about don't tell anyone you're pregnant for the first three months, everything's kept fairly quiet. Um, Mm. Do you think that's starting to change? I would like to see it change. Um, I think we're starting to talk about miscarriage
1: more and more, um, which is fantastic because there is this sort of silence and stigma around miscarriage. And I think you know, a part of that is this issue of the 12-week mark and, you know, not disclosing your pregnancy until the 12-week mark, which is because, you know, we are at a higher risk of having a miscarriage up until that point. But the problem with that is in not telling uh, others around you that you are actually pregnant, that when miscarriage occurs, um, there's not a lot of support Um, around people um, at the time of miscarriage because others around them actually don't even know they're pregnant.
0: Yeah, and what did you find are the assumptions people make when it comes to dads and miscarriage? So I think probably
1: the biggest assumption that they make is, well, that... Men may not feel the loss in the same way as women. Um, So they may not feel the sort of same intensity of um, grief um, and sadness around miscarriage. But I think we also um, have this assumption that men sort of are just the supporter for their partners. Um, And so what results from that is uh, this lack of acknowledgement of men's loss. Um, because they're often just regarded as um, women's, you know, supporter at the time, rather than
0: their partner who's also lost um, a pregnancy or a baby. What did dads tell you about how they feel after a miscarriage?
1: Yeah, dads told us that they often, you know, that for for the men we interviewed, and certainly um, from other literature, they told us they felt, found um, they felt a significant amount of of grief um, around their miscarriages. You know, uh, the same as women, feelings of sadness and anger and um, distress were really common. Um, feelings of powerlessness and having this lack of control um, around um, the pregnancy um, were often talked about by men. So. Yeah, very similar levels of, um,
0: I guess, grief and loss around miscarriage. What did they say would have helped? Because sometimes men and women communicate in very different ways. Did they tell you what would have helped at that time? Yes, Um, more support for men. So
1: men wanted to talk about their loss. They just often didn't get the opportunity to. Um, so probably two, two to three things really. Like women, um, they really wanted their loss as a father to be acknowledged, and so often it just wasn't. It wasn't acknowledged. So a lot of support um, and um, yeah, a lot of support is tailored and directed towards women at the time of a loss, at the time of miscarriage, um, and you know amongst men's uh, social circles and their interactions with healthcare professionals, they often found that uh, they were sort of um, relegated to the supporter role as well, which meant their loss wasn't acknowledged. They were just seen as uh, as the partner. So, and I guess on top of that, because men took, sort of felt the need to be strong and stoic for their partner, they often didn't open up either to their partners around how they were feeling. So we know from research with women that their partners are often their central support figure or they're, you know, they're the person that they go to the most seeking support. But with um, men, they often feel that they need to take on this supporter role, which is then reinforced by others around them who sort of treat them as the supporter rather than as the father who's also had a loss. Um, and because of that, um, they found that they didn't really have anyone to talk to because they didn't want to burden their partners by talking about their emotions and then others around them uh, sort of directed support towards um, their partners rather than them. So that left them feeling pretty alone and isolated. So really what they wanted was you know, people to acknowledge their loss of father to have opportunities to talk to other, you know, to talk to people about how they were feeling, and I guess thirdly, they they want supports that are tailored towards men, or even just available for men that are tailored to their needs, because
0: most supports out there aren't directed towards men. There is a lot about gender stereotyping, obviously, in this um, whole situation. But how much do you think has to do with the? more the broader social stereotypes that exist for men. And I'm thinking here in particular um, around mateship and what men talk about with each other. Um, This is a huge generalisation, but I know that most of my female friends, even if they were feeling quite vulnerable and upset about a miscarriage, they probably would reach out to a friend, um, a female friend. And I'm not sure if the same would happen among men Do you think it's true or fair to say that there are, generally speaking, sort of widespread social expectations that men will just, oh, well, you know, it happened, move on?
1: Yes, I I think so. I think, um, yeah, I think there is this expectation really that um, men need to, yeah, be independent and, and strong and stoic. And we do definitely still have these quite strong stereotypes around men needing to be the pillar of support. And, look, men spoke about um, wanting to speak to their friends about um, miscarriage, but often finding that they didn't understand or that, yeah, they didn't really feel that they could have these conversations with them. Um, So, you know, they, they said, some of the men talked about the fact that you know their partners would open up to their girlfriends, and that this would open up this whole conversation about how common miscarriage was. And their friends would talk about their miscarriages. And they, men, often felt that um, this wasn't the case for them, and that they probably didn't have that. Well, they didn't have that level of, um, I guess, communication and understanding amongst their male friends, which was which was really difficult for them because um, they would have liked to have had those conversations with them.
0: So how can individuals help? I mean, what needs to change here to make things better for men following miscarriage?
1: Well, I think first and foremost, I think we need to acknowledge that this is men's loss too. They're not just a a passenger in this. They're not just the partner. They're a father that's had a loss as well. So I think that's the most important thing. I think that we need to remember that, you know, if this happens within our social circles or if um, you're a healthcare provider talking to um, a couple about miscarriage, that they need to be included as as well and have their loss acknowledged. Um, That's really important uh, for men as well as women. Um, I think we also... um, they need the opportunity to be able to talk to others about their loss because, um, as is the case for women, you know, men spoke about how helpful and cathartic it was to be able to share their experience or share their loss with other people, which in this case, they often had to go online to find that outlet because they didn't have those outlets around them. Um, And they really did want that support from their family and friends rather than having to go online. Um, so I think, yeah, there has to be um, those opportunities for men to talk to others about their loss. And I think that really, we also need more support for men. So men want more support that's specifically tailored for men. So male-orientated information, support networks that are in place for men, Um, and resources that are, are tailored to their needs because their needs are probably going to be quite different to women's needs. And that's, again, something else we need to look at further. We need to look specifically at, what okay, what do men need? You know, how can we tailor resources that
0: specifically meet their needs? Jade, thank you so much for talking with us today. You're welcome. That's Dr. Jade Bellardi from Melbourne Sexual Health Centre, and we'll put links to the research in the notes of this episode. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced by Debbie Ning and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. We'd love to hear from you, so if you'd like to get in touch, email us at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.